Mike Agarbo here in studio. I've uh, got my good friend and tech expert, Gray Williams. He uh, has been doing tech journalism for more than 20 years now. It's been a long time. You uh, have also been a, a host on our TV program as well and a regular contributor to many news outlets like the CBC. So thanks for coming in. Always glad to be here. Uh, our program's really cool today. I'm uh, I'm pretty excited. Uh, there's some interesting stuff we're going to be talking about. Uh, we're all about technology, making it simple. Uh, we're going to be talking about car stereos. Uh, used to be a huge thing back in the day. You know, remember all the different brands, Pioneer, Alpine? They're still kind of around, I think. They used to have like loudness contests. Yes. The SPL championships. Well, now if you look at pretty well every new car coming out, they've got an infotainment screen and you can select between Android Auto if you've got an Android phone and CarPlay if you've got an iPhone. Yes. But what if you've got an older car and you'd love to have some of that uh, new kind of... Uh, stereo goodness and use your phone with it we're going to tell you how you can get that to happen in your older vehicle there's a few different ways to go about it we also are going to be talking star wars and even if you're not a star wars fan this is uh interesting disney of course owns star wars now and uh, they have spent a lot of money on milking that that cash cow one of the things that they try to do was uh, they created a hotel at Disneyland or Disney World. And it's called the Star Wars Galactic Cruiser. And so this was a hotel slash Star Wars experience. You would basically go in for a couple nights and it's thousands of dollars and you are immersed in a Star Wars world, like you're on a galactic cruiser. Yeah, like immersed is the actual word here. There are no windows to the outside world. It feels like you're on a spaceship. And they've got like tons, well, they had tons of cast members. So to interact with you with specific stories, you had your own individual story that you were following. Well, we're going to tell you what happened and you will be surprised. We also are going to talk some, some tech hacks. I love these. Okay. I love hacks. These are like life hacks. And so on this week's program, we're going to do the top five air fryer hacks. I, I love air fryer technology. Like I think a lot of nerds do, don't they? I, you know, I spent all weekends cooking up, like doing meal prep for the summer, doing a fair bit of camping. And a good half of that was my Instant Pot air fryer. Okay. Well, we've got some air fryer hacks, things you can use your air fryer for that you probably didn't even think about. I think a lot of people are just like doing chicken wings. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yep, yep. Maybe cooking up some frozen French fries or, or, or you know, chicken breasts. Well, there's so many cool things you can do that we're going to tell you about, and hopefully it'll get you excited and inspired. But let's uh, get into some of the uh, the tech news, as we always do in our first uh, segment. And this was kind of freaky. In schools, there's a huge concern with weapons being brought into schools, especially down in the United States. We've just seen time and time again, guns, knives are a big thing. Well, there are companies that are trying to come up with detection, scanners that can Metal detectors, for example, right? Well, they're trying to get smarter about it, you know, using artificial intelligence. Well, there's an AI scanner that's been used in hundreds of schools, U.S. schools, that I think costs like $3.7 million to implement the system in the school, and it's failed to detect knives. Ooh, yeah. So there was, unfortunately, an incident uh, down in uh, Utica, New York, where a student was able to smuggle a knife in and stab another student mm. bypassing this $3.7 million AI system. This reminds me a little bit of the millimeter wave systems that we have in airports right now. In cases, if you have a flat device or a flat, a flat weapon that is actually like 
strapped right to your body, it can't see that in many cases. And I mean, looking at those machines, they're obviously quite invasive. They're expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so you talked about millimeter wave technology. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of that's being developed actually and funded out of Vancouver here. Yeah. A lot of uh, com- public companies have started up trying to provide this uh, technology. And the idea is that they put these sensors like in areas where there's a lot of traffic, maybe train stations, airports, concert concert venues. Yeah. And it's supposed to be not too invasive. You, you know what I mean? Like you don't even know you're kind of going by these things. And they're supposed to provide data back to... I guess the people monitoring these and hopefully they're getting good data. Well, in, in a lot of cases though, that data is actually going through an AI. And so, you know, what we've seen in the last little while, things like the NVIDIA Jetson, it's a small computer that's used for AI development and neural networks. And the more information you throw to it, the smarter it gets. The problem is with something like, you know, a knife, if it hasn't seen a knife that looked like that one before, yes, it might look like a pen, it might look like a ruler. And so this thing's looking at it going, eh, ruler. It just happens to be sharp on one side. So hard, hard, to, hard to do. So AI is getting smarter and smarter. You know, looking at millimeter wave in airports, one of the challenges was that the fallible section there was a human being. Looking at that going, uh, probably not a weapon. Well, it's like the metal detectors. You know what I mean? When you're going through the security line and you've got your bag going through that scanner, yeah. the x-ray scanner, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's dependent on the, the person looking at the visuals coming through, right? Have you ever seen Penn and Teller's bit on the uh, the metal detectors that you go through? Penn and Teller, or Penn and Teller the comedians. Comedians, magicians, illusionists. Um, and, and so they, they actually have, uh, I think it's the, the Constitution or something, the Bill of Rights for the U.S. printed on a metal piece, a, a piece of metal that you can take through the metal detector with you. And it's funny because if you have Nexus, which it's changing soon, but if you have Nexus, they have the sensitivity set lower on the metal detectors because you're a trusted traveler. But they can set that sensitivity as high or as low as they want. Really, there's there's no rhyme or reason as to why it's set at certain levels on certain days. I want to move on to another story here, and uh, I find this very uplifting and inspiring. Uh, brain implants help a paralyzed man to walk again. I've been waiting for this story for years. Well, they've, they've been doing this, right? Yeah. They've actually implanted little electrodes in, you know, paralyzed people's spines and they have got people to walk, but they have to walk in a certain way, kind of sync to a computer and basically telling you or the electrodes and the signals like how to walk. But what makes this one interesting is it was uh, put into a 40-year-old Dutch man who was paralyzed in a cycling accident about 12 years ago. And they've implanted an implant on his spine, which I guess these other ones were, uh, but they've also implanted one in the brain now. Right. And it it is, I mean, it's it's pretty big, right? <laughs> As you can imagine, all these crazy implants. Uh, but he can now stand and he can climb stairs. It, it's it's amazing. And they think that it's actually helping regrow some of the, uh, the nerves in the legs. That's so they found with the implanting the thing in the brain as well helped with, you know, amplifying the signal. Yeah. So now he just thinks about walking when he's doing, obviously he has to be trained. Yes. But it's working. This is so exciting. You know, for years, I think science has been looking at this and saying, this is a communications gap. And the fact that they're able to bridge that is absolutely incredible. It's, there was an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where uh, Commander, uh, Lieutenant Commander Worf was, was injured in the second season. 
and they had to regrow a spine for him. And they were talking about how they just had to bridge that gap. And here we are, you know, 30 years later, we're actually doing it. The the scientists and doctors behind this, is, they say we're still many years away from like having really practical applications and have having the technology miniaturized enough, you know, to be available to wear all day. Because right now, this guy can only do it like an hour at a time. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, still. Um, but again, you know, the brain implant sends the wireless signal down to the spinal implant. It gets that wireless signal. And then the nerve cells uh, carry the signals to the legs. Pretty awesome. I wonder if it's encrypted. Because that's one of those things that you really wouldn't want that wireless signal to get hacked. No. Hopefully they're thinking of that. No. But I just love, I love these stories. Yeah. And I just, I hope they can advance this faster because there would be so many people that can benefit I think from this technology. It's promising. People start throwing money at it. This could be a tipping point. My next story, AirTags. You you have a bunch. Many. Yeah. So if you're in the Apple world, there, there are AirTags. Uh, Tile, which is another company, they make little trackers as well that can be used on iPhones and Android phones. Uh, Ember. This is a, uh, a temperature control travel mug. Yeah. Okay. And they've been around for a few years now. I've been, you know, wanting to get my hands on one. Maybe maybe not enough to actually go buy one yet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But they have a new one that's got the the Apple Find My feature built into it. Nice. So if you lose your $200 <laughs> travel mug, you can potentially find it again. Can, can, I, can I give you the irony of today's story? What is the irony? I, I have a tile, a credit card tile in my wallet. Oh, okay. Um, it says that my wallet is in Hamilton from when I flew out um, a little while ago, three or four weeks ago. Um, I've, I've had it since, which means that the battery ran out. I didn't get the battery warning. And currently, I have no idea where my wallet is. Wah, wah, wah. I actually have the little AirTag holder that I was going to put in it with a new AirTag and no wallets to be found. Ah. Next time. Next time. Next time. Next wallet. Okay, you are tuned in to Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with uh, my tech expert and journalist friend, Gray Williams. Uh, we've got so much more to talk about. Uh, later on, we're going to be talking about the Star Wars Hotel. Something has happened. It's a $6,000 two-night stay. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I'd ever pay the money, but we're going to tell you what's going on with that. And we've uh, got my top five air fryer hacks. I love air fryer technology. And I've just, I've learned a few things along the way that I don't think a lot of people are doing. Nice. And it just would give you, it will inspire you to use your air fryer more. Yeah. Coming up next though, how to add more technology to the infotainment center of your, your car, especially if you have an older vehicle. Most of the new vehicles have the screens and you can hook up your iPhone or your Android phone to get like a really nice immersive experience. But a lot of older cars don't have that. We're going to tell you how to get that into older cars. You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio with Gray Williams. You got to stay tuned. We got a lot to talk about on today's program. We're going to be talking about that Star Wars hotel down in California. No, Florida. I think it did. Yeah. Uh, $6,000 for a couple nights stay. Yeah. Would you spend that much? I mean. To be immersed in a Star Wars world? My my online nickname is usually 3PO so I would I'm currently wearing a Star Wars shirt well you better hurry up we're going to tell you what's <laughs> happening with that hotel Hello. and uh, our last segment today if you have an air fryer you have to stay tuned I'm really big into air fryer technology I've got two yep and I think I have a third one in my attic just ready just in case uh, I'm going to give you my top five air fryer hacks stuff that you could be doing that you're probably not and if you don't have an air fryer you're going to want one by the end of the segment Exactly. Okay, we're going to talk about car stereos now. 
most new cars have, you know, the screen, a full screen, and you can hook your iPhone or your Android phone in, typically through a cable. Yeah. Some of the newer, newer ones have wireless, which is even better. Yeah. Right? Because then you don't have to, you know, look for that cable all, all the time. So we're going to talk about what to do if you don't have that screen in your car and it's not Apple CarPlay or Android Auto compatible. What you can do, what are some of the options for you? Especially again, if you don't have that. Uh, and we'll also talk about the wireless aspect. So if you've got one of these uh, screens in your car now, and you can do, uh, hook up your iPhone or your Android phone with a, a cable, there's some options to make it wireless. Yes. Yeah, so if you've got Android Auto or you've got CarPlay, um, if you've got to connect with the cable right now, a bit of a pain. Yes. I mean, it's nice to be able to charge, but again, you forgot the cable or if you wanted to do like a um, induction charge. Yeah. This doesn't work that well. So uh, currently right now on AliExpress, on Amazon, if you look for wireless CarPlay module or wireless Android Auto module, they start at $49. But where do they go? They go in behind the... Um, Is this a do-it-yourself or you got to have someone that... So, so I should say there, there's two, two different types. There's one that will go in behind the actual unit, which... Opening up your car dash is not that hard. Okay. And everyone on YouTube will teach you how to do it. Okay, so there's YouTube videos for that. The the second option, though, is one that will actually just plug into the USB and give you a wireless connection to your phone. Oh, that's right, yeah. And those are dead easy. So where you typically plug the cable, you plug this little adapter. It's like a little dongle. Yeah. It's like adding Bluetooth that we used to do with, like, you know, the aux jack. We're using the the tape player to to get uh, a connection to your phone. Okay. Yeah. And that's just a, that's cheap. Under a hundred bucks now? Yeah. Wireless CarPlay module or wireless Android auto module. Okay. I think I'm going to have to get that for my truck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't have, if you've got an older car, yes. you don't have a screen. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of the options there. You could replace the entire car stereo. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk two types here. There's what's called single DIN. So this is kind of the, the thinner yeah, kind of like old-fashioned car stereo size. Everything up to like you know the, the late '90s was usually all single din, that that single height. Yeah, and the double din is double, double the that. height. Yeah, which if it's double the height, that's makes it easier, right? Because then you can just fit the whole screen in there. Yes, like yeah. a, a stereo that has the whole screen. But there are versions that um, are the the narrower kind where the screen actually kind of pops out. Yeah. So basically a single DIN, I think Pioneer's got one, um, and there are, there are a few sort of Chinese off-brands that, that have them as well, where the screen will you know, almost like slide out like a, like a slice of pizza and then flip up. Um, nice thing about this is if you do have an older vehicle, um, it does make this less appealing for people to break in because that screen tucks away when you're not using it. Yeah, so those are, I mean, those are a few hundred bucks though, right? Four, five, hundred plus. Yeah. You're also looking at buying the wiring harness, the wiring and the installation. So you want to do it yourself. I, I did that with my daughter. So my daughter had this old Honda CRV. Mm-hmm. I forget what year, like it could have been the nineties. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so for her birthday, she's really wanted an Apple CarPlay. So I bought her like a Sony one for $400 and then it cost $200 to get installed. Yeah. $600. Yeah. You got to ask yourself, is it worth it? Do you know what I mean? Is the car stereo going to be worth more than the car? this point yes yes <laughs> and you know what she did i swear to god a month later she sold it she sold the the, the honda crv for like i think twelve hundred dollars or something Ouch. i know whoever bought that vehicle got a great radio oh they were so happy <laughs> i mean that was the selling point but i she could have sold it for the same with the old stereo on it do you yes, know what i mean yeah. okay so that is one option if you don't want to do all that MacGyvering and install an entire new stereo, there are other options now. You can buy the screens that sit on the outside, like on a suction mount, 
or if you've got a CD player, they've got uh, brackets for these these screens, and you can plug it right into the CD player. Yeah, and that kind of holds it in. Yeah. So I, I found this brand uh, a couple of days ago, and I've been I've been digging into it, and I think I'm going to get one for myself. I have a 2017 Mini Countryman, which is fantastic. It's got a screen, it's got a dial, it's got an infotainment system. Uh, this BMW iDrive, no CarPlay. 2018 CarPlay, 2017 no CarPlay. I'm so hurt. There's no updates or anything. No, no. You you can buy a module for it off AliExpress, which is four hundred dollars. That's got to get slotted in the back. Oh, That'll yeah. do it. But this this thing, the CarPuride, they've got a five inch, a seven inch, a nine inch, and a ten inch model. It will do just the infotainment system. Will also do a backup camera for you. Oh, okay. And prices, you're looking at three hundred dollars. Is that starting price like for a seven inch? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So three hundred dollars, and this is a removable one. Yes. So you can either have it suction mounted to the dashboard or there's an adapter you can get that'll slot into a CD player if you have a CD player. Yeah. And then that gives you a full screen that you can connect your iPhone or your Google phone to. Yeah. If you want something more secure, um, Amazon and everybody else have tablet mounts for cars. They work with these things perfectly well. Okay. Car Pure Ride. Car Pure Ride. Car Pure Ride. Yeah. Okay. I have no idea where they're from. But their products look really cool and they're reviewed quite well. Okay. Well, it can breathe some life into your old car. Yeah. Right? Yeah. For a few hundred bucks. Android Auto, CarPlay, easy done. Okay. We're going to have to take a break. There's a Star Wars hotel at Disney that charges thousands of dollars a night to immerse you in in a whole Star Wars world. Something's happening. And we're going to tell you where that's all going. You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with my good friend, tech journalist, Gray Williams. We still have uh, a lot to talk about on our program. We're all about technology. Later on, I'm going to give you my top five air fryer hacks. I'm a real uh, big air fryer nerd. I'm really into Yes, I'm into the the tech behind it. And I'm going to tell you five things about air fryers that you're probably not doing. And hopefully it'll inspire you. Let's uh, talk Star Wars. A lot of Star Wars nerds out there. Mm-hmm. But how much would you pay to be the ultimate Star Wars nerd? They have had a hotel down in Disney World. Uh, it's a Star Wars Galactic uh, Galactic Star Cruiser. And it's a hotel slash experience. Maybe you can explain what that means. Well, this, do you remember uh, Westworld? Uh, either the original with Yul Brenner or the most recent TV show. Yes, where rich people pay to be immersed in a, a Western town yes. that's full of humanoid robots yes and there was also future world and a few other worlds as well yeah and so this is like that you know the idea is that it's a two-day adventure it's only two days it's for the whole family um but you can you can go as a couple i don't think they have single births um but when you get there you're given a storyline and so that could include going and building your own lightsaber could include building a droid. There could be, you know, uh, secret spy communications that you have to go and find and interact with things around the hotel. And the cast members are in character. Yes. So you are, you're living the Star Wars universe. For and two when days. you look out a window, you, it's like you're seeing the stars. Yes. It's all screens. Yes. So it's like you're on the Halcyon Star Cruiser, which, you know, as an idea, really cool. As long as Yul Brenner's not trying to kill you, amazing. I'm in for it. And so... When I heard about this, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. I was excited. I became a little less excited, still excited, but when I found out that the time period is in the sequel trilogy, which was okay, you know, but for me, 
the OG trilogy, the, the Holy Trinity is really what I wanted to, 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 to take part in. So I was kind of looking at this and going, maybe I'll, I'll wait because it's, it's a lot of money. Yeah. It's five grand, six grand. <laughs> For two days. Woo. Two nights, yeah. Yeah. So they're sh- they've shut it down. Or they're not taking reservations anymore and they're shutting it down. So they've started taking bookings again as of the 24th of May this past week. But their last flight, as it were, is going to be in September of this year. So this, you know, already limited thing has now been, has now had a a final date put on it. And they're, they're shutting Galactic Star Cruiser down. The reaction on the internet is all over the place. Right? You've got folks who are obviously like heartbroken that they, they're not, they're not going to get to go. You've got folks who are looking at this whole model and saying, this was way too expensive. This was hubris. This was you know just the ego of people thinking that they could charge $6,000 for two nights. I mean, so you're in a movie for two days. Yeah, but that's a lot of money, Grace. Oh, yeah. So Disney's taking uh, what they estimate to be a $300 million write down, write off for this now. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. The amount of money they pumped into this thing. Like if, if you go online um, and look up Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, you should just see the pictures of the experience, like the inside. It just, it looks like you're on a Star Cruiser. Yes. It, it's amazing. Now, they, they have actually been very comfortable with people recording these adventures. And so I'm going to sit down, I think probably this weekend or next weekend, and actually watch some of the storylines because I'll, I'll never get a chance to go. Because so, you're like interacting with stormtroopers and stuff. Yeah. I think they spent a billion dollars on this thing. Yeah. And so here's the thing. They still have Galaxy's Edge, right? Which is the it's Star like Wars Star world. Like the Star Wars world yeah. in both Disney World and Disneyland. Yes. But it's, it's not that fully. You're still at Disney World or, or Disneyland. This was a really cool concept. It's sad to see that it didn't make it. Because the idea of, you know, interactive vacationing, very cool stuff. I mean, this is almost harkens to things like Total Recall, you know, uh, either Arnold Schwarzenegger or Colin Farrell, depending on which movie you like. The first one's better. So I was hoping that this would take off. I'd love to see more stuff like this. But if Disney can't make it work, I'm wondering who can. I, I don't know, man. Like, it, the business model just didn't seem sound to me. I, I heard, you know, when this thing was first being developed and, you know, opened, I'm like, that's a lot of money. Is that sustainable? Do yeah. people have that type of money? Especially because, you know, with economy, right? It goes up and down. And there's going to be times where people... Like now, don't have $6,000. <laughs> I don't have it during the good times. So I, I think maybe here's where the schism happened, is they're using humans for the interactive part. Droids and AI. I know. It's, it's, it's on brand. I know, but it, I think it was more than the humans. Yeah. I think, you know, when you build a one billion, like look down in Vegas, they're building billion dollar hotels down there, but they got casinos and they've got thousands of rooms to help pay for the billion dollar spent. Yes. Yeah. What, what does the star, like how many star burgers are you going to eat? Do you know what I mean? They should have had Sabak in there. How, how many lights, lightsabers are you going to buy on that Star Cruiser hotel? You know, Not that, enough. I was going to say, that said, I've seen people walk out, you know, a family of four, four lightsabers at something like two to $300 each, plus their $6,000. Yeah. Well, great. If you've got $6,000, to spend on a hotel, you probably have a few hundred dollars to buy the lightsabers. You're not skimping on the baby Yoda. Fair. Okay, we're going to take a break. We're going to come up uh, to our last segment. It's going. It's kind of. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's it's a life hack, kind of a tech hack, and it, it revolves around air fryers. Yeah. 
and I've got uh, five air fryer hacks. I'm a real air fryer tech nerd. Okay, so uh, when we come back, we're going to give you some of these hacks that will inspire you to get the most out of your air fryer and maybe even buy one if you haven't got one yet. You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Gray Williams. Our show is all about technology. And this segment is all about uh, tech or life hacks. And so I'm a big air fryer fan. And it's taken me a while to actually get one in the home. I got one when they first came out years ago, but you know how big they are. Yeah. And I think it was ahead of my time. I got one, I brought it home and uh, my wife is like, hell no. <laughs> you got, you got, you <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's, you only got so much counter space. Yes. And at the time it just, they weren't that big, right? Mm-hmm. And we had a family, there's a family of five of us. Yes. And so cooking a dinner in it was just, okay, wow, we could cook, you know, three drumsticks. Yeah. So cooking cooking batches. Yeah, it just, it didn't fly. So I had to get rid of it. Anyway, they're back with a vengeance. Uh, You know, they sell these things. They're anywhere from like a hundred to a couple hundred dollars. Um, And a lot of people just kind of use just the basic functions. Maybe they're cooking some chicken breasts. The nice thing is they're, they're portable and you don't have to get, you don't have to do this all in your oven. No. Right. It's just like right on your counter. You dump in some chicken breasts or some chicken wings. I make chicken wings in it all the time and it's so easy, right? Just, you, you can do them fresh wings or frozen. Yeah. And so you just dump them in there and, you know, in 20 to 25 minutes, they're done and they're beautiful. Yes. Like I, I do like salt and pepper on them. Crispy, and, healthy. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people love doing French fries. Yes. Either like buy frozen ones, cook them up in there or, you know, do, do your own handmade. Just cut up some potatoes or even some little potatoes. Oh, delicious. Um, so I'm going to, tell you my top five hacks okay. that, you know, I've talked to people and most of the people I talk to, they, they haven't been doing these. Okay. So number one, I love bacon. Yep. And what's the problem with bacon besides taking years off your life? Usually I got it splattered in grease. Yes. It's, it's, it's a disaster zone. I know, you know what I mean? Cook- it's a dumpster fire of grease. I everywhere. Cook topless. It's- no. Well, yeah. So, I, you know, before I'd be cooking bacon in the morning. You know, I do weekend breakfast yeah. and I got bacon grease all over me and I smell like a bacon. The dogs are following me around all day. <laughs> so I've learned that cooking them in the air fryer is like a million times better. Okay. It is like, it's changed my life. And so you can just put the strips of bacon right in the air fryer. You don't have to put any oil or anything like that in. And it's so fast. You know, you, you put it up to like 375 degrees and literally three, three and a half minutes each side. Oh, wow. And you get crispy bacon. This is like unattended, perfect bacon. You want to turn it over after yes. three minutes, okay? Yep. So do three minutes. Sometimes I don't even turn them over. <laughs> I'm just lazy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but you just got to experiment with your air fryer. Yeah. I, I find it's good to preheat them as well. Yes. Yeah. Right? Because then it's just, you know, it's to the right temperature, and then that three minutes means three minutes. Yeah. If you're just going cold, sometimes that three minutes might be more. Yeah. So you just got to look in there and, and check it out. So the huge advantage is it it eliminates the mess dramatically. Right. Yes, the basket is a, a grease zone, but I find it easier to, to clean those baskets, you know, just in the, in the sink. Yeah. And I have a hack for that anyway we'll come okay. to. Um, or you know what you can do too? You can line... The bottom with tin foil. Okay. Yeah. And there's actually air fryer kind of um, 
little filter things you can put on the bottom too if you want to cut down on on the grease. All right. But anyway, it's it's amazing. Like I have an air fryer take camping as well. <laughs> so you're that guy. I am, but it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Okay, number two, reheating leftover foods. Yes, it's changed my life. So, what did you do in the past to reheat food? Uh, usually, I would put pizza in the microwave and regret it. Yeah, because it's soggy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, something else, French fries. Yes. If you have some leftover French fries, uh, you know, you're out having a burger and fries and you take it home, those fries are done. Do you know what I mean? They're gone. Yeah. Like, because you can never reheat them to their goodness. Yes. Again, unless you're just like dedicated and figure out the oven and everything. So with the air fryer, it is freaking amazing. Like even McDonald's French fries. Yeah. You can bring them back to life. Like McDonald's French fries, once they're cold, it's game over. And we're talking like a 12 minute window that usually that you've got to eat It's them. 12 minutes. Yes. Yeah, totally. So, so, fr- so with French fries, for example, just... Heat, you know, preheat it to 350 degrees and just do a few minutes. And even like hamburgers, like we did a bunch of barbecue hamburgers on the weekend and I had a bunch of leftover, like hamburgers on buns. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, hon, you know, do you want to keep those? And she's like, yeah, I just reheat them in the, the air fryer. And I never really thought of that. And so she did it and it was amazing. It was amazing because it crisped the bun up. You don't want to do it too long, just, you know, a couple minutes. Yeah. But it's like, it was prepared fresh for you. I was watching a YouTube video on the weekend and they said that the French fries that they had that were cooked the next day as leftovers were the best ones in the bunch. Yes. Cooked in an air fryer. Okay. So if you want to reheat food, air fryer, the way to go. Nice. Like 100%. Yeah. Like, no. Say no to the microwave. It's just a (laughs) soggy mess. But even with pizza. Yeah. Like reheating pizza in the... um, the air fryer, amazing. I can imagine it's much much faster as well because getting the oven to temperature, yeah, is an age. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I I don't know if you knew you could do this hard boiled eggs. No. In an air fryer. Yeah. Really? You got to you got to experiment a little bit, like because every air fryer is a little bit different, right? It, yeah. it took me a couple <laughs> test runs, right? You don't want you don't want to do too many in there, but you basically stick them in. Um, recommend about two hundred fifty degrees huh. at yeah, and for sixteen minutes. So they're, they're not boiled at that point. They're hard convected eggs. Yeah. Neat. Yeah, and they peel really easily. Sometimes when I boil them, depending how fresh the eggs are mm-hmm. or how long they've been in the fridge, sometimes they're hard to peel. Yeah. Uh, but I've kind of perfected hard boiling them in the air fryer now. Again, you want to do a little bit of experimentation with your air fryer. Mm. And again, for any of these, I always recommend preheating it Yes. for yeah. a few minutes just to get it up to temperature. Yeah. But yes, you can hard boil actual eggs. 60 minutes around 250 degrees. I'm going to give that a shot. I think so. Okay. My next hack. This is number four on my uh, my air fryer hacks. Is don't put too much stuff in the basket. Mm. I see time and time again, you know, you want to cook a bunch of French fries or a bunch of wings. And they fill the basket up like halfway up. And I'm like, no. Because it's 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 heating from the, the top down. Yeah, it's a convection heat yes. process. Yeah. So if you have a bunch of stuff and you just piled it in there, the stuff on the bottom is not going to cook properly and it's not going to get crispy. So this applies to anything like wings, French fries as well. I've seen time and time again, I, I you know, almost to the brim of the <laughs> of the air fryer, and it just takes forever. Yeah. So you don't want to overfill ever. And as you're cooking it, shake, shake. 
It's a little shake, 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 shake. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't work for everything. Okay. <laughs> but for little things, maybe you're doing some little chicken uh, tenders or French fries, chicken wings, you'll want to get in there and just shake it up. Yeah. So that's my hack number four. Don't overstuff it. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to shake, shake. And I know I've seen these things on Amazon. You can get these little uh, risers that you can put in to the to the basket. And the idea is like, oh, you can cook twice as much stuff. Mm-hmm. No, you're overfilling it again. <laughs> okay? It, the, the heat just doesn't get down and crisp the stuff on the bottom. So sure, you've raised it kind of up a bit. So there's a bit of a, a gap. But it's still, it takes forever. And the stuff on the bottom is not getting crispy. Right. So don't overfill. Shake, shake, shake. Yeah. So my last one, my last air fryer hack. And so... Again, I'm an air fryer lover, nerd. I love the technology behind these things. Is cleaning the air fryer. Ooh. Because it gets messy super fast and typically greasy, especially if you've been inspired now to cook bacon in it or chicken wings, right? Because it just gets in there. Yeah. Okay. So even if you've got liners or you put tinfoil in there, it's still going to splatter. It's going to get greasy. So, you know, before I would, you know, put them in the sink, fill them up with water, dish soap and hot water and and do it. I found if you kind of put like a third, um, a third of the way water in the basket, Mm -hmm. just open up your your tap, fill it up, put some dish soap in there, stick it back into the air fryer and heat it at like 400 degrees for three minutes. You're, You're air frying the cleaning solution. I'm air frying the cleaning. This is genius. It, yeah, it's fantastic. It just cuts down on all the scrubbing. Yes. You still have to scrub, okay? Don't get me wrong. You're going to pull that thing out after three minutes, three and a half minutes. Experiment. And then obviously get back to the sink there. Get your brush, your kitchen brush, and kind of cruise around there to to clean it up. It's it's sort of lifting off that. It's lifting off a lot of the junk and gunk on there. Another cool product uh, that I came across and... Uh, I have this for my my trailer now, and I use it for camping. It has changed my life because in my camper, uh, I don't have a dishwasher, <laughs> so I'm you know I'm old school, right? I'm doing dishes in the sink, and God, there's so much grease, <laughs> you know, on these plates, and I'm just sitting there scrubbing forever. There's this thing from Dawn. Um, it's called Dawn Power Soap. Is this the one with that high speed? No, it's grip? just it's got a spray yeah. and. I got mine at Costco and it's got two refills. I just bought this. Okay, dude, for camping yes. and for air fryers, like to cut through the grease, it's magic. Yeah. I don't know what kind of voodoo they put in it, but essentially you scrape the excess food off like inside the air fryer, if this is the way you want to go, or plates and stuff, and you just spray, spray it in there and you wipe it down. Yeah. Okay? So scrape the excess food off first. You spray it down with this, this Dawn Power Soap. Mag- yeah. It's called... It's like magic juice to me, yeah. Gray. And you wipe it down, and then you just rinse it. I was so excited when I saw this. I'm so glad I'm not alone. No, dude. It is, <laughs> it is freaking amazing. <laughs> can, can I give you one quick tip? Okay. So one quick tip for air fryer french fries, because I pulled my air fryer lid out of the pantry for the first time this past weekend. Okay. The timing's fortuitous. Um, when you cut your fries up... So, so you're like... You've done it from a potato. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Russet potatoes. You're not the McCain's frozen guy. No. <laughs> the strong silent type. Yeah. No. Um, so you cut your fries up, make sure they're obviously like of, of similar length. Um, soak them in water for 30 minutes. For 30 minutes? 30 minutes. Okay. That, that gets the, the starch <laughs> off. 
That's a long time. I know. This this was prep. Though, okay. Right? And so when you do, take them out. So why down. do you want to get the starch off? It, it, so it doesn't allow the oil to bond with the potato. Oh, got it. Okay. So uh, pat them down, nice and dry. Toss them in oil. Put them in the fridge for 30 minutes. What kind of oil? Like olive oil? Olive oil, uh, avocado oil. Avocado oil is nice because it's got a high smoke point. Yeah, so right. it doesn't start smoking in the Yes, the yeah, I, I had the Dyson fan going. I had the air conditioner going. And yeah. I had the microwave uh, range hood going because it was getting a little... Mm. But so uh, water for 30 minutes, pat them down, oil, fridge for 30 minutes, then cook them. Okay, so this is for patient people. Yes, I was doing I was doing big batches. Yeah. And so I've got fries for days now, which I'm now going to reheat in my air fryer. Okay. But did you notice a big difference when you did this? I did. Nothing. Yeah. 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 Like the They're pot, crispier. Yes. Yeah. The, the, instant pot air, the instant pot air fryer lid's not, it's not the real deal. Like no. I'm, I'm kind of compelled here to, to take a look. You got to get a real one. Yeah. Yeah. You just have an, you have an instant pot and you bought a lid that's yes. an air fryer. It's the six quart and it was 99 bucks for the lid. Okay. But I'm kind of hooked. So yeah, I'll have to take a look at models. Cool, cool. Uh, we're going to be doing tech and life hacks on Get Connected, I think, going forward. Uh, we've got some great response. Or if you've got uh, some uh, ideas, we'd love to hear from you. Info at getconnectedmedia.com. And uh, great. next week it's your turn to give us your top tech hacks. Oh, yeah. So you've got to pick a topic. Don't have to tell me yet. You're going to like it. Okay. I want to thank all the folks that helped put the show together. You also want to tune in to our sister show. It's called The App Show. It's on across the Chorus Radio Network as well. We also podcast both Get Connected and The App Show. So you can go to your favorite podcast spot, Spotify or Apple or Curious Cast, and subscribe. That way it's always coming to you because we're doing these things weekly, and it's just a lot of fun, and we hope you enjoy the content. Thanks again for joining me, Gray. This is Mike and Gray signing off. We'll see you again next time.